Welcome back to this bonus edition of the That's Our Second Millennium podcast. We are here at the University of Notre Dame. The third annual Society of Catholic Scientists conference has just wrapped up here at McKenna Hall, the conference center at the University of Notre Dame. Yeah, and it's been a long but really remarkable and very unique kind of conference experience. And uh, boy, uh, I think we'll sleep well tonight. Uh, I think so. Yes, I think so. But, but so many great talks and so much great conversation with really uh, the most wide-ranging, multidisciplinary, conversation-prone, question-prone uh, con- uh, kind of congregation that I can ever anticipate at a science conference, wouldn't you say? Uh, oh, it's, yeah. No, no, yeah. no one does what we're doing. <laughs> I think yeah. that came up during the membership meeting. No one does what we're doing here at the Society yeah. of Catholic Scientists in terms of bringing people together across such a range of disciplines. And, I mean, it's hard. It's hard work because uh, we're not used to talking to each other, uh, you know, across our discipline boundaries. We're used to going to our own specialized meetings and right. talking to people and talking to our collaborators. Uh, whereas to deal with these bigger questions like what does it mean to be human, the theme of this year's conference, you need to you need to bring in people like Stephen Nithin, the great you know the the worldwide authority on cultural evolution, to give us that perspective, and that you know stereotypically you know. There's a certain image of religion that would shy away from bringing him in. That, yeah. would, that would shy away from bringing him in to talk about there being five different, at least five different species, so far as we know. That was a question mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I have to go back and, you know, again, I'm a geologist. I have to go this, look this up to myself. Right. If they're interbreeding with each other, if Denisovans and Neanderthals are breeding with each other and, and us uh, and our ancestors, are they different species or are they subspecies? Uh-huh. But, uh huh. You know, of course, that's, that's the question you have to ask. Where do we draw that line? Um, but definitely, when you're bringing in Neanderthals and their significant physical differences from us, right. Denisovans, uh, as well as uh, you know the Flores and Luzon man, we can't right. call them that anymore. They were discovered in the 21st century. You can't say Java man like we used to. Back yeah. Then. Homo florensiensis. That's still pretty cool. It's still Latin. Homo luzonensis. That's right. very new. Brand new. Um, you know, so how does that, how does that map onto the Bible revealed theology? Yeah. The Society of Catholic Scientists, we're, we're open to letting the data tell us. Exactly. You know, that's the point. We also, you know, and, and we go from him to... Who are you going to put in there? Oh, well, Maureen Condick. Maureen Condick. Just yeah. a tremendous uh, uh, person. Uh, uh, we had a great podcast that I'm eager to share with our yeah, listeners we'll be, on we'll that. be releasing that, uh, that coming up here in a few weeks. She had great points about uh, what the human life consists of and uh, when it begins. And uh, uh, the, center, the uh, Society of Catholic Scientists uh, gave her the St. Albert the Great yeah. Award that they annually uh, bestow. Pour le mérite. Uh, right, right. And uh, uh, so much conversation that uh, would not have occurred under any other circumstances that I that I've ever uh, seen on a college campus. Even though it's really the whole purpose of a college campus, of a university to, campus, yeah, should be. To, to generate these uh, interactions between theology, philosophy. 
uh, and all the branches of all science. the branches of science yeah, yeah. and uh, it was a great intergenerational experience with uh, professors emeritus in their 70s and yeah. graduate students in their 20s mm-hmm. yeah and everybody in between talks and poster presentations exactly yeah. there were poster presentations uh, and just a lot of chances for uh, conversations around the, the uh, lunch and dinner tables as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> we had Michael Flynn, the, uh, of, of all things, science fiction author. Yes, indeed. The, uh, yeah. The uh, Heinlein medalist and uh, author of Eiffelheim, which is what he, uh, he talked about at the banquet address after dinner. Right. We even had uh, Richard Schott come in from Cambridge. We had Connor Cunningham from the University of Nottingham. We had a strong UK contingent this year. Uh, yes, it's yeah. truly an international group. It is. It is. That's the other thing to mention, uh, that uh, that's, that was reflected uh, at this conference, the tremendous growth of the Society of Catholic Scientists. Yes, uh, now over a thousand members. Now over a thousand members, um, and uh, it's the third annual conference, um, and now it's going to be based, I think, at the University of Notre Dame. The Society of Catholic Scientists will have a permanent office, yeah, yes. at the McGrath Institute for Church Life. Yes, the good old McGrath Institute uh, kind of co-hosted and, and sponsored uh, uh, this I- event, and uh, what a great gift to uh, the university, I think, and a great gift from the university. Yeah, yeah, attempting to... That's, that's an important, critical part of uh, the mission of... A university and especially of Catholic University to to provide space for something like this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just impressed at things like uh, the definitions that uh, you know are part of our everyday conversation mm-hmm. uh, about uh, topical issues in the headlines. Mm-hmm. Everything from abortion to euthanasia to right. all of these questions like, you know, what is a human, what, what constitutes a, a human being, what constitutes a person, yeah. uh, what constitutes an organism. Yes. These terms were addressed in ways that uh, certainly all of the, the scientists from across the boundary, uh, uh, across the disciplines could understand, as well as the philosophers and theologians. And by the way, we had lots of both lay people and uh, uh, clergy uh, mm-hmm. and uh, religious sisters, but it was uh, by and large uh, it mostly uh, uh, lay, lay people mm-hmm. uh, uh, necessarily being reminded of what these terms actually mean, because speaking as a former and currently independent journalist, uh, a lot of mischief can be uh, perpetrated when we just toss around words Right. without knowing their actual definitions. And even scientists uh, sometimes, uh, you know... We don't, uh, we don't, don't have, have the philosophic training. I mean, that's part of what we right. talked to Marine Conduct about. That's part yeah. of what she talked about at her at her talk, just right. uh, to be seen at the uh, catholicscientist.org website. All the talks, or at least most of the talks from the, uh, from the conference will be made available there in the near future. Yes, we really recommend you going uh, to the uh, to the site and members out of the society can log in and see the live feed now. That's right. To have. That's right. <laughs> if you haven't have a degree in science and want to be uh, part of the Society of Catholic Scientists mission, this is a great time to join. That's right. And uh, by all means, uh, if you're a journalist or opinion leader in, in any uh, capacity. Uh, and you'd like to get access uh, to a video of a particular speaker, please contact us. Uh, 
I guess, at our own uh, a podcast website. Paul, uh, okay. certainly they can contact me. Yeah. Um, uh, you'll find our uh, email addresses. Links to both our email addresses at thatsosecondmillennium.net. Right. So, uh, basically, now, just like everybody else who attended, I'd say there were about 150 attendees, if I recall correctly, from what uh, Stephen Barr, the uh, mm-hmm. president of the group, founding president of which the group. Were, which were a group of a 1,000 people is a pretty high conversion rate. Exactly, especially since these folks are generally not being reimbursed exactly. for their attendance. Yes. Uh, whereas, you know... It's 150 out of 1,000 scientists going to a conference on their own dime. Because they really feel that this is something that they're not going to get anywhere else. It isn't it's something they're going to get anywhere else. That's yeah, something. That's absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, scientists and opinion leaders of all sorts, please do... Um, uh, join us in trying to keep this kind of uh, conversation uh, alive all year round and find out more about the society and uh, if you have the science background be a member um, and uh, otherwise you're welcome to to be in contact with the society and and, uh, form affiliations and partnerships in, in various ways. Those are evolving, uh, mm-hmm. we learned today. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the society is inclusive, uh, very much so, and wanting to reach out to, to all people and to be part of a, um, a charitable, clarity-giving, mm-hmm. um, uh, respectful, but truth-based yeah. and fact-based uh, conversation about all the most important things in our present-day headlines, and facing us in the future, everything from artificial intelligence to robotics to, uh, oh, any number, like uh, what, what, what's the uh, uh, gene uh, manipulation uh, device there, the, the site? Oh, CRISPR. CRISPR. CRISPR-Cas9, yeah. Yeah. Father Mastriaco of Providence College gave a extremely clear yes. and also very, I mean, gripping in terms of what the consequences are. And breaking yeah. it down in a, full, in a with philosophical clarity, again, that you don't get anywhere else. It because right. scientists, uh, by and large, have lost the sense that they need philosophic training to do what they do. Gosh. Despite the fact that they really do. <laughs> in order to do what they do with maximum effectiveness. Yeah. And certainly, the people in the biological sciences, who the consequences of what their research are going to be, need that ethical, moral grounding, and we don't get it. And instead, there is there's the real potential for certain kinds of conflict of interest, whether it's simply the conflict of interest of, I want to know the answer and I will do what's necessary uh. to uh, get it, or, or the possibility of making wild promises and securing funding for research um, that it, in itself may be questionable. That's right. Yeah. And... Um, and the other thing uh, that uh, the McGrath Institute uh, is uh, countering um, that's uh, a powerful uh, trend in our society that we have to recognize is the uh, doubts about the compatibility of science with religion mm-hmm. uh, in general. And uh, this this society is um, a very good force for, you know, not driving down anybody's throat uh, mm-hmm. some kind of conception of the of the two uh, forcing any com- uh, compatibility that people don't see 
but at least being open to it in ways that do uh, create um, more opportunities for broader understanding, better problem solving, uh, more conversation between different groups of people. And um, uh, so kudos to the McGrath Institute for supporting this because I know that they also support it through initiatives like the Science and Religion Initiative that helps mm-hmm. uh, Catholic uh, teachers, Catholic these are, teachers. These are two logically parts of the same outreach, the same mission. Exactly, yeah. And uh, it's a growing trend uh, that, uh, uh, that journalists and others will want to find out more about this uh, attempt to reclaim uh, at least an appreciation of the possibility of this uh, compatibility between religion and science that's uh, often lost in our popular culture. Yeah. So uh, all sorts of reasons to keep in touch with the society. Uh, if you'd like our help in doing so, contact us. Please stay in touch with us via our podcasts because you'll uh, he'd be hearing in the next, oh, we probably have two or three months worth of interviews. Oh, uh, yeah, we have approximately three months worth of material. Yeah. Uh, a couple of panel discussions from today and interviews with several of the speakers. Um, I think three episodes worth of material with Marie and Condit. Right. That was just, that oh. was just a fascinating conversation. Yes, wide ranging. Um, and yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, other members of the society. Um, some content from uh, members of the board and their own uh, stories. Right. Turned out to be. Fascinating people in their own right, even apart from their research. Yes. Yes. So So we'll look forward to keeping in touch with you, and uh, thank you for being interested in the Society of Catholic Scientists, just as we were and are and will be, and try to to join us in the upcoming weeks for future episodes. Yes, our continuing coverage of... As you so uh, glibly, uh, well, glib is not really what I want, but it was a nice turn of phrase. The ultimate human interest story. That's right. What, that what was, this conference has been. Yeah, so, yeah, that human interest, because the whole question was, what is what is it to be human? Mm-hmm. And uh, a very powerful question to be yeah. asking that's often ignored. But, yeah. uh, yep, that's, so, that's, that's it part from, of what we'll explore. Yeah, uh, yeah, from the uh, Society of Catholic Scientists and the That's So Second Millennium podcast. I'm Paul. And Bill. And Bill. Thanks for listening.